Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Hey, What the Suck family. As you may have noticed, we recently switched to Anchor for our podcast hosting needs. That's right. We were using another site that had us paying 20 bucks a month for services such as unlimited uploading, unlimited hosting, and distribution. Anchor will distribute your podcast to Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and many more, and they do it all for free. They make it super easy to create and start your podcast directly from their site. You can record and edit directly on the Anchor website or app directly from your phone. It's your one-stop shop for everything you need to create your own show. They will even help you find sponsors to fund your project. Just go to anchor.fm and get started today. There really is no easier way to do it. What? No! You suck! Oh my god! Hey guys, welcome back to What the Suck Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm James. And welcome to today's Welcome today's. Welcome to today's. Welcome. Nah. Basically, what he's trying to say. Basically, yeah, I'm trying to take you know take too much time off here. You tend to lose it a little bit. It was one Day week, dude. One is week episode. That's not, that's not too much time off. Nah. One week. Well, shit. Anyway. Anyway, go on. Episode thirteen, ladies and gentlemen. Bad luck number, and you're gonna find out why. Today's lovely motion picture shoppers is Avalanche Sharks. Yipe. It is a 2015, it says horror horror action made for TV movie. Uh, It's more like um, boredom, no action. This one's pretty bad, guys. Uh, I mean, I know that's the theme, but this one really stung. It is a, like I say, it was made in 2015. The synopsis reads, Mammoth Mountain's annual bikini ski day party turns bloody when festivities... What does that say? Fest- yeah, festivities cause an avalanche that awakens a pack of hungry prehistoric snow sharks. Yeah. Okay, it's... right there. Damn. Not I mean... as not as good as it sounds at all. <laughs> this is the kind of movie that you would find at the very very bottom of the bin for five dollar movies at Walmart, if that. And all the copies would be at the bottom. At the very bottom. Yes, and there's like 12 of them down there all right next to each other because they just scooped them off the shelf and threw shit in there. Well, anyway, the movie was written by Keith Shaw, directed by Scott Wheeler. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, Scott. I think we get a lot of movies with 
directors and producers named Scott. I think we also get a lot of movies where the director and writer should be ashamed of themselves. Yes, absolutely. And it stars Alex Mindeluk, Kate Nada, Gina okay. Holden, uh-huh. Emily Addison. Uh-huh. It was filmed in Canada. Of course. Hmm. Might explain. That's, why, that's why the sharks are so friendly in this movie. <laughs> Running time of 82 minutes, which is... 81 minutes too long. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jesus. And distributed by Titan Global Entertainment. Yay for you. Good job, buddy. Uh, original release date of January 12th, 2014. Yeah. So, so it took them another whole year to turn it loose. Yeah. I like that original release date, which means yeah. we let it out, but then, oh, wait a minute. It's a piece of shit. Pull it back. Let's try to fix it. They re-release it. Didn't work. Or it could mean that's when it was released in Canada and it took it a whole year to make it across the border, eh? Customs wouldn't let it through. Yeah. Uh, they tried as hard as they could to keep it from coming into the country, but uh, it just did not work. And now we have it. All right. Um, I don't think I have much else. I guess yeah, it's, it's, just... it's not on Rotten Tomatoes. The What did you say the IMDb score was? Again? IMDb was score was 2.3 out of 10. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty low. Not pretty as low as we've low. seen, but... Uh, they said, but it also says that 56% love this movie or like this movie. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> I mean, honestly, at this point, I don't think there's anything more to say than just to get into the review and uh, see if you're... Now, actually, I take that back. We do have something to go into. We have to go over the rating system. So yes, our... we do. It's very important for you guys to know this information. It's very informative. Yes. It's... So please, take heed. It's uh, based on shit. Emojis. <laughs> it's just based on shit. Oh, okay. That cracks me shit. up every damn time, I swear to God. It's, that's... So... But ours is reverse, whereas normally it, normally a, a star system is based on the more stars you get, the better the place, the restaurant, the movie is going to be. Ours is reverse. The more stars or the more shit you get, the worse it actually is. Absolutely. You think of the bigger the pile of shit, the more turds, the worse it stinks. Exactly. So this is how our, our system goes. If we rate it one out of five shit emojis... It's something that you want to keep in your queue. You want to watch it. You, you, you'll, we guarantee you'll enjoy it. It's a new classic, a new cult classic. You keep it in your queue and share it with as many friends as you can. It's so good that it's it's so bad that it's good. Okay, if it's two out of five shit emojis, um, you might not want to keep it in your queue, but you definitely want to keep it on your mind and watch it with friends. But it's one of those where you can play a drinking game where it's so cliche that there will be something in it that you can take a shot to every time it happens. Uh, three out of five. Share it with friends. You don't have to necessarily watch it with them. Just say, hey, there's this movie you should check out. It's called Avalanche Sharks. Watch it. It's shit. But <laughs> prepare to drink heavily in order to actually enjoy it. And in case of this one, very heavily. Uh, four out of five shit emojis. Uh, it's something you want to bring out on those special occasions. Maybe uh, when your in-laws are in town and you want to get rid of them. <laughs> Maybe... <laughs> Maybe yeah. when you're you're yeah, ha- mom, watch this. Yeah, here here uh mother in law here, this is this is something I think you'll definitely love. It's right up your alley. Um maybe if if they're if if you're if you're if you're not quite sure how to break up with your significant other and you want to plan a special night to spring the news on them, or you just wanna do it real quick, just pop this motherfucker on. That's right. Make do, them watch it. Do it on your anniversary. And before you know it, they'll be wreck packing it. their shit and out the door. That's right. Do it on the anniversary, just wreck it, and they're out. Okay, it's like, uh, five out of five means watch it once with friends or with significant others or your mother-in-law or your whatever. 
uh, just once, only one time, or watch it once on your own if you dare. But it's so bad off. that it's bad. Yeah, absolutely. Go dive off a balcony. Yes. Uh, smoke a blunt full of skunk. Smoke, whatever it snort, takes. Whatever illegal substance you use. Get it out of your head. And then go take a shower and douse yourself with bleach because you need to get it out of your memory and out of your skin. Absolutely. Those, these are the worst of the worst. These are the ones that are so bad that we still want you to watch them. We want you to watch every movie that we are watching. But these five out of fives, take heed. You'll watch it once and then you will immediately never ever go back to it again. Because if there's nothing in it that's redeeming or fun or, even, or, or worth going back to. Yep. And as always, spoiler alert, if any of you care to actually you know or you have not seen the movie yet and don't want it ruined because we do cover the movie pretty much from beginning to end if you do not want it ruined for you stop the podcast here go watch the movie and then come back and listen to the review if you don't give a fuck god bless you roll with it that's right roll with it best of luck to you all right, and with that, I think we will go ahead and start the review. What do you think, James? Uh, shit. It was supposed to be a week of chilling out. <laughs> it's spring break, Sheriff. Yeah, everything goes. Predator is disturbed from slumber. So you know there's a story around here about a mystical creature summoned to protect the mountains. They say it swims through like a shark. The hell? What started out as a mammoth vacation is about to go downhill fast. Oh crap. Get out! Now! 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 now. There's nowhere to hide! They've tasted human flesh! What happened? Sharks, man! Now, if they're going to make it off the mountain in one piece... They swim through the snow like other sharks move through water. They'll have to fight back or become shark bait. Get Snow's gonna run red with your blood. In the coolest action horror adventure, that will have you scared stiff. It's time to claim your prize. Avalanche Sharks. Snow Bunnies. Better watch out. Uh, holy shit. Avalanche Sharks, ladies and gentlemen. Well, where in the hell do we begin? But I will say one thing. What's that? Through the second viewing, I did discover that for once, the synopsis of the movie actually followed pretty much how uh, what it said. I mean, yeah, that's for, uh... it's, it's rarity amongst the movies we watch, but the uh, synopsis is actually quite correct because we open with a scene, a ski resort, of course, and beautiful pan shots. You know, at first, yeah, uh, right. you know. Setup shots or whatever you call them, you know. Right. Uh, well, you see this guy in a big in a white truck with a red cross on it. He's like, what a medic or whatever. But it's uh, apparently some kind of park ranger dude, and he starts setting off charges. Cause real quick lesson: anybody who knows anything about ski resorts, they always go up there before ski season or before opening day, and they fire off, you know, some explosives sometimes in the higher areas. 
to cause avalanches just in case so that no skiers are injured. They do this, you know, to settle the snow and stuff. So yeah. Big deal. Who gives a shit? Next. Uh, <laughs> yeah. this, uh, when he does this, this causes a small avalanche and the snow hits uh, these odd-looking, idle-looking things out there in the woods. And we don't know what they are except when they get knocked over, they start glowing and you see some kind of energy flow into the ground. And you're like, what the hell is this? Uh, so we'll find out later what that energy is, folks. Yep. Serious energy turns out to be none other than some cloaked ass energy sharks that swim through the snow. Yes, you heard him right. You heard him right. Cloaked energy sharks. Um, that is what we're dealing with with this movie. Cloaked energy, not physical real life sharks that somehow got swept up in a hurricane tornado and were deposited in the mountain and now have adapted to living in the snow these apparently energy sh- uh, well continue anyways. continue yeah this yeah this crazy continue. um opens with uh, that scene and shortly thereafter we see two Stoner California type dudes are skiing down the slope, snowboarding, doing their thing, come to a stop, and we see our illustrious uh, killer energy Klingon cloaked sharks, you know. <laughs> yeah, so so they're they're they, they stop at this um they stop at this tape that's wrapped around four fucking trees. <laughs> four trees. It's, it's meant to be a barrier to block you from going any further, but it's only around four fucking trees. The trees are maybe a, a 10 feet across. So the, all you got to do is go four feet to your right. You can go around the trees and you're past the barrier, but they decide to uh, pull the tape off and then head down anyway, which doesn't make any sense. Dude, is it weird that signs like this give me a hard on? Yeah, but only the pervy signs like that give me a hard on part. But that's okay. But you know, only about twenty feet of red tape was in the budget. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. We don't even know what the budget is because we couldn't find it. So. Right. Right. So. Right. Right. And then we go to a scene after. Well, actually, let's elaborate a little more on that scene. Okay. These two clowns stop and they're sitting there talking, and one of them, you hear this weird hum, which apparently is the approach of the sharks. Right. And one of them gets taken out like wham, uh-huh. jumps him, then and he gets eaten up. I mean, dragged under the snow, gone, cheap, crappy blood effects, and gets pulled under the snow. He's gone. So the other one takes off and does what? I'm gonna let you say this one because you you came up with a real good analogy for what this next guy does. Yes, he uh, he Sonny Bono's himself. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Sonny Bono was one half of a team, a, a singing duo, Sonny and Cher. Yes, the Cher, if you know who Cher is. Um, and he offed himself by running into a tree while he was skiing. Um, and so that's what this guy does. He is skiing down the hill. Well, I'm sorry, he's snowboarding down the hill. And he's trying to outrun the sharks, which just attacked his friend. And he runs into a tree with a branch at about stomach height, a probably a good quarter inch branch, stomach height, that happens to impale the ski the snowboarder through his stomach. Which actually is pretty awesome. It's it's a pretty great uh 
pretty great, pretty great scene, pretty great practical effect. And he's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Falls hey. back. I just need some stitches. Yeah. I'll be all right, bro. It's okay. It's okay. Say a bandage. Maybe some stitches. Hits the ground. Falls over dead. Well, actually, he doesn't even have a chance to die. No. He gets woofed by one of the sharks. Yep. He's gone. Yep. Then we skip to a scene of three very worthless individuals. Yeah, just... They're they're all horrible. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. The acting is atrocious, yeah. and it and it doesn't get any better. Anyway, ladies laying around, and apparently this so called marine is in this movie who's walking around unshaven with a raggedy haircut. Yeah, uh, they're talking a bunch of shit. They they get in the car because they're gonna head up to the they're gonna head up to this resort with a couple of, to meet up with friends and stuff. So they're in the car, and then there's this one ridiculous, oh, God. And I don't even recall her dying, you know. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to remember. But anyway, she um, she's sitting there talking with all the typical smart-ass back talk. And I'm sitting there going, oh, dear Lord, this young bitch needs to die. Yes, I, mean, I fucking hate grumble talk. I hate people talking. Yeah. You know, that's exactly how she's Smart-ass 20-year-old with no discipline. Yeah. This is why you need to spank your kids, ladies and gentlemen. Spank them or shit like this will happen. Either way, just discipline them. Don't let them run wild. Stop, stop having friends as kids. Well, it transfers to the next. Uh, it goes to the next scene. They get there. And like I said, at this point, folks, it's a bunch of... Um, just a bunch of. By the by the way, let's talk about the, the 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 way they transition the scene from that scene to the next is pretty uh, uninspired and ridiculous. They're they're talking to the guy who's driving, and he is about to tell him a story that he has created, which is basically the backstory for the creatures, the skookums or whatever. Um, <laughs> and as he begins to tell his story, it just fades to black, and then cuts to the next scene at the actual ski resort. Why it fades to black makes no sense. There's no reason to fade to black. You can just cut it, do a hard cut to the next scene of the ski resort. But not only that, but why do it halfway through or at, at the beginning of a story? Why not do it before the story starts or after the story? There's there's literally... It's, it's trying to be artistic, but it just comes off as... Ignorant, Stupid. yeah, as, as uninspired and, yeah. and and a bit uh, presumptuous. It's uh, yeah. There's no reason to do a, to do a fade out to a to a cut. It makes no sense. Anyway, go on. You're saying they're they're at so they're at this. Okay, so we've already got a body count of two up on the mountain. Yeah. Every, they finally arrive. That's the one thing I can say. At least, at least this movie starts the body count early. You don't have to wait 45 minutes for any type of killing. Thank goodness, because I don't think anybody could survive 30 minutes of this thing without yeah. just either turning the channel or whatever. One fucking shark. Turns out it was made for TV, so I was wondering why certain things didn't happen in this movie, and this is why. The language is stupid. It's like, golly gee, dude, and all this stuff, you know, so I'm like, why is it? Why are they talking like this? But then I found out it's TVMA and all this, I'm like, ah, oh, crap. No language, no nudity, well, anyway, bad jokes. Come to find out. As Chris just said, their name Skookum. Apparently, they are some kind of intergalactic super smart sharks. Yeah, you heard it right. You heard right. <laughs> you heard him right. Yes. And when they get up to the mountain, of course, everybody starts talking to everybody else. The woohoo girls are running crazy. And of course, it's spring break. And I was like, oh, God, this wasn't in the synopsis. But, you know, 
Oh, well. And what I found disturbing is they were talking about how they were all like 28 years old and stuff. Yeah. Almost 30 yeah. years old. And they're still in college. Yeah. And they're not doctors. Yeah. They're not doctors. <laughs> A lot of people go to school for seven years. I know. They're yeah. called doctors. They're called doctors. That's right. Just a shy under a decade, too. All right. And then out of nowhere, this old crazy dude named Duffy, who's pretty much my favorite character. Yeah, he's probably the best character in the movie. Because he, he provides the only real fun yeah. for a lot of this thing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's... Uh, He's running around trying to warn all these idiots about the skookum. Yeah, he's running around doing his typical doomsayer. You're all doomed. All doomed. They're coming to get you. The skookum's going to eat you. That's right. Yeah, he's trying to warn them. There's nowhere to hide from skookum now. Of course, all the young know-it-alls blow him off, you know. You know, these little Generation Y types and stuff not, know everything. Let's not forget Fat Bruce Jenner also. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Bruce Jenner. <laughs> yep, comes down off the mountain, tells the uh, resort owner, who's also a colossal douche. Yeah. You know, th- this, this is this is hard, folks. We're trying real hard to put together <laughs> some kind of, 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 I don't know, continuity to the story, but there really isn't one. This is another yeah. one of those. And I, I don't mean that. I, I mean Fat Bruce Jr. and the fact that he, he's this tanned, supposed Olympian. The only way I know he's Olympian is that he wears a, a gold medal around his neck. It's throughout. Oh, sorry. It's a bronze <laughs> medal around his neck throughout the entire fucking movie so that's how we that's why i call him bruce jenner because he he is an olympic douche like bruce jenner kurt anglin is shit yes yes so anyway well we fade tonight because this movie has a tendency to do that just without warning another scene cut it just fades tonight and you see some oh yeah you see the colossal douche from the car the guy driving the car dousing this pile of wood with gas and he's more gas dude i mean he's just really being fucking stupid i mean it's it's, yeah they're trying to get the uh the bonfire going right yeah they get the fire going eventually lady comes around and lights it and it doesn't even give you a good whoosh it just kind of lights up a little slow (laughs) you know i was hoping at least somebody get their their eyebrows singed off or something you know just to make it worth it they have to use uh cg to create the big poof of fire at the beginning yep well anyway Duffy's still sitting in the background over there. You, the blood's going to flow, dude. You're all going to die. And nobody listens. And one stoner dude ends up paying a price for not listening. He kind of wanders in the woods for no apparent reason. I'm trying to remember what it was. He just wanders into the dark. Because he's high? And I guess, yeah, he's high or just retarded something. Anyway, he goes into the wood line. He's standing there and you hear that sound again. And here they come. And all of a sudden, whack. He gets taken out and nothing but feet and goggles left. I loved it. Oh, yeah, that was a great kill. That was a good kill. I'll have to give it up on that one. That was a good one. Um, And then, literally, folks, 15 to 20 minutes of absolutely worthless dialogue that ties none of the story together. I almost fell asleep at this point. Yeah, it was like waiting it out, waiting it out, waiting it out. Finally... We get a scene of two people walking through the woods because they're going to look for Goggle Boy, you know, that wandered off. They're going to look for him. They end up way the hell up in the mountains, uh-huh. wandering around together. 
And then in the middle of a search for their dead brother, cousin, or whatever the hell he is, she wants him to profess his love to her. And he's like, what? You know, and he stands there with his with his maw open, little Eric, little Eric Banna wannabe. I think we wanted to call him Eric Wanna because all he does is whine the whole time. Wanna's like a little biatch. So Eric Wanna. Okay. Well, anyway, she gets pissed off and stomps off with her Peggy Bundy pink uh, leopard pants on. (laughs) (laughs) This is hilarious. And that was a good reference you made anyway. Um, Wanders off, stands there, and she's like, well, what are you going to say? You going to say it? Tell him you love me. And all of a sudden, whammo. Bottom half of her body is gone. In an instant. In an instant. Shark takes off with it. And she's laying there flopping around like the little slug monster from Poltergeist 2. And unfortunately, this dude is way too calm. Because I don't think that emotion was in the budget. Because it seems like every time somebody dies, everybody is way too calm. It's the stupidest shit. He tells the... And he runs down the hill... And he runs into, what is it, Marine Boy and... and Brat's girl. Yeah. And uh, basically tells him, oh, oh the, mo- the, the the creature's got her. The creature's got her. And they're like, what do you mean creatures? What, wolves? And he goes, no, sharks. And the guy just looks at him like, okay, so sharks attacked your girlfriend in the middle of the mountains. Thought nothing of it. And basically <laughs> sits there and goes, this guy's lost. We're going to find some help. Okay. I mind you, he just said sharks in yeah. the mountains, and the guy looks at him like, "Oh, really? You know, it's 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 Every, dumb." Everybody in this movie is on quaaludes, or worse. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then they head back to the station, I believe, where they all gather up. Okay. Um, first name: Duffy. Duffy Dufferin. They're all gonna be shredded to bits. Okay, um, date of birth. And they're talking to the the sheriff. They're sitting there discussing the whole thing. And apparently, these sharks come from a, are from a myth, a Native American myth. They are called skookum, and they are from a supposed magic lake. And thanks to our friend Duffy, they like people meat, we find out. So, hey, good stuff. We also find out that um, the sheriff's girlfriend, uh, who looks like Ruby Rose, uh, apparently, out of nowhere, comes up with this backstory where 25 years ago, her parents were killed by something that she was trying to determine. She's been trying to figure out ever since, which is why she became a marine, a marine biologist, but then also why she decided to stay up in the mountains, which makes no sense, um, and has been searching since then to figure out what killed them. All she remembers is that she thought they were going to get her too, but then an angel scooped her up and rescued her. Turns out it was the Duffster, Duffy, picked her up and put her in a sled and took off and saved her life. And so now she wants to know if these are the same things that killed her parents from 25 years ago. Complete backstory, out of nowhere, makes no sense, means nothing. Skook them. Skook them, and it sucks. <laughs> It does. It sucks bad. And when you hear Chris telling a story with like an attitude, when he's like pushing it out and the lines are coming out like this, and then you know it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. All right. And we go back up the mountain now, and we now see uh, Wana coming down with Marine Boy and Brat Girl. Wana. 
<laughs> well, it's good a name as any, brother. And you hear it, and they're saying, well, "What happened? What did you see?" He says, and he makes a he makes an awful reference. This is a woman he supposedly loved. Why didn't I tell her I loved her? Tells them there wasn't enough left to make a sloppy Joe. I mean, that's just cold. Or a sloppy hoe. But it's pretty damn funny. Anyway, apparently, he says, that's it. Because the sharks are starting. You hear the noise. Here come the sharks again. And they're circling him. And he professes his love out loud. And the sharks temporarily go back under the snow. And he's like, that's it. Love is all you need. You know. <laughs> so love is the deal. Love is the answer. But apparently not. Because it's love. Love is the answer. It's all about love. Two of them come up and bite this motherfucker in half and take him <laughs> under the dirt. I love it. And then, so that was the end of Wana. Thank God. Thank God. They continue walking and they run into the sheriff who's on a snowmobile and uh, Big Lip Girl. What? What? What's her name? Who, the uh, the short blonde haired Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. There you go. Yeah. Well, anyway, they run into them on uh, snowmobiles, and they're coming up the other way, and they start talking about sharks and all this, and everybody's entirely too calm. The sheriff's like, well, where'd you see them? Well, all of a sudden, here they come. You know, they, you see the fins come out of the snow again, and here they come. And apparently, gunfire makes them go bling and disappear like fairy wings, because they just bling, and they disappear. That's and just fucking the, stupid. The, they, all, they all decide to leave and get out of there, but instead of hauling ass they just kind of do like a little trot like a little jog kind of a comfortable let's just kind of get out of here at our own pace jog instead of getting the fuck out because there are sharks in the snow after your ass and i do love the fact right before they jumped on their snowmobiles and hauled ass back to the lodge one of the sharks popped up out of the ground and was like get out of my neighborhood bitch what you doing bitch okay so these morons make it back to the sheriff's office again while they're in there arguing about what's going on, about the skookum, trying to figure out what's going on, they start uh, they start arguing and bullshit, and then all of a sudden, here comes uh, Skinny Red, the Jaws mayor of the town, as I call him, because he comes in, and he's making fun of everybody, of course, and making light of the situation. So there's very subtle but obvious Jaws references because a lot of the similar kind of things, the mayor comes in, he fires the chief, gets a new sheriff, all this other crap, you know, and... Um, Says he can't can't close down the park. It's the most important weekend of the year. That's right. Yep. That that whole shtick from Jaws. That These beaches will be open. You're going to ring the dinner bell, for Christ's sake. So, anyway, the uh, next scene for un, for some ungodden reason, they're walking through the snow, and there's this guy with a snowblower out in the middle of a field blowing snow into the field and it makes absolutely no sense it's the dumbest shit ever but he's blowing snow from one area to the other which is about a foot away from where he's blowing the snow so he's literally just doing nothing and he pretty much gets cashed in everybody walks away wham shark comes up out of the ground nabs him but that's the whole scene where uh the um what's that fucking dude's face um Uh, what the fuck the Bruce Jenner dude yeah fat Bruce Jenner tells the sheriff that he's been he's been <laughs> relieved of his duty and he is now the new sheriff so pack his shit get the fuck out that's right uh, and and then that's when the snowmobile dude gets eaten anyway go on anyway okay and then we go to another useless transition scene into a gondola with the fuck boy from the beginning of the movie oh, yeah. telling his story telling his story and 
all of a sudden he does what my esteemed colleague Chris likes to refer to as an exposition dump where they where he proceeds to tell the entire synopsis and plot of the movie and explain everything that we have not been told by an entire you know what about up to about this point about an hour and 20 about minutes hour, of the movie hour, about hour in because the movie's yeah. only an hour and 20 minutes so about an hour in and about an hour in and we haven't learned a damn thing and all of a sudden in the time of one five-minute gondola ride, he basically dumps the whole story on us uh, because the movie has failed miserably to do so to this point. What he tells a Japanese lady that was briefly shown earlier is uh, that there's a legend in this area of a tribe that was encroached upon by Westerners or a man making their way west. And they fought a great battle on top of the mountain that uh, ended up with only the shaman surviving the battle and so as punishment he called upon the gods to bring some protectors and the gods let down demons called the skookums skookums uh who then proceeded to protect the the mountain i'm getting that shit on a license plate my question is are the gods retarded (laughs) or are the god are these are these the surfer gods because why the fuck of all of the creatures on the earth, would they choose sharks to be protectors of a snow mountain? Why not a pack of wolves that you would naturally see in mountains? Why not a pack of sharp toothed billy goats who are very adept at climbing mountains and, and, and getting up to places that can't be reached otherwise? Why would they choose sharks to be the protectors of the mountains? He doesn't explain it. He just, you know, if they if they weren't sharks, they wouldn't have made our list, Chris. If it was a pack of wolves killing people, you know, a bunch of crystalline or spectral wolves killing people, that would be pretty fucking badass. Okay, yeah, I get that. But you, so you're telling me that that the title Avalanche Billy Goats doesn't sound awesome? <laughs> <laughs> just just a, a pack of sharp toothed Billy Goats. Hopping around, chomping motherfuckers to death. Nope. Well, Avalanche Sharks is what drew me to the title in the first place because it just screamed stupid. So, all right. So what? What? what so he tells the story to the, the Japanese lady, and then uh, trying to hit on her, she doesn't fall for it because she can't speak English. So then they get off the gondola top and they part way. Yep. And then they just jump scenes again to another useless scene of three characters we haven't even seen to this point. Uh, two guys on a snowmobile and some some gal out there trying to, uh, you know, try to win the favor of these two guys and makes oh, yeah, them they compete. Start, they start arguing about who's going to get the girl. Start arguing about it because she has to go pee. And while right. she's peeing, they're arguing about who's going to get her. So she comes back and says, well, if y'all want this, y'all got to race up the mountain and back. And the first one here gets all of this and blah, blah, blah. The, as I call it, the homobile race. It's definitely homo. Ends very badly, of course. One guy wins. The other guy takes a very pathetic tumble. Very poor stunt, but drives back. She's there, standing there. All right, Dad. It's time to claim your prize. And before he can claim his prize, whammo, skookum. Skookum gets her right in the leg and then chomps her up and then... And sits there for half a second and she pauses. No surprise, no screaming, and all of a sudden, chomp. And another note, when people in this movie are killed, they don't just bleed out. They don't get shredded. They They get eviscerated into a pile of blood. They just poof. They they basically explode uh, at the micro molecular level. They just... 
every time a shark grabs somebody, it's like the shark pops the person's head like a zit and blood pops out. And nothing's there. No meat, no nothing. No. They just disappear. So then we jump back to the lodge. This is where the movie starts to kind of lose control of itself. This is where it starts? <laughs> Let's put it this way, it was boring up to now, but at least boring, it was just boring. This now, it starts screen jumping like crazy. We start, you know, all the bad edits, bad cuts. I mean, there were already some short scenes and some bad, you know, I guess you call them cutovers and stuff or whatever the hell. And speaking of, of bad cuts, let, let me just let me just interject. The back and forth between the snowmobiles uh, race, the sheriff, and then back and forth is, is done with these absolutely... Uh, horrible cuts where it looks like someone just took the camera and either moved it up real fast or moved it down real fast and that's it that is what they are using for their cuts and it's 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 literally like this is something you would see it's juvenile you would see it in like an eighth graders home movie when they don't know how to you know they don't have the software to edit something to make a quick clean cut so instead they just uh, do a quick up or down with the camera and then move on to the next scene it's it, it's 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 so bad it sucks skookum skookum all right anyway we get back to the lodge and there's these three gals sitting in the hot tub been in there for three damn days three freaking three days, days it seems that since the beginning of the movie well anyway i'm praying I'm praying at least for one thing to go right for me in this movie and thank god yes it does the dork comes out. He's trying to hit on him. <laughs> What's up? You know, and all this crap. They send, <laughs> then they send him away. And one goes to follow him. And there's two left in the hot tub. And they start the woohoo shit. Woohoo! And all this crap. And thank God. Sharks come up through the bottom of the hot tub. Thank you. Take out both these women. Hallelujah. And it's yep. fantastic. Yeah, that's right. Ho stew is served. Yes, ho stew. Mm-mm. Delicious. <laughs> Sorry, we don't like saying that too much, but this whole movie's full of obvious bubble headed full of hoes. They're full of hoes. Okay, well, anyway, another thing in this movie, which you will notice, uh, especially with this next scene, because after that, it cuts over to the sheriff again, the new sheriff, Fat Bruce Jenner. He's on a snowmobile and he's coming up the trail and he's talking to this young gal and they're just bantering back and forth. And this guy goes by and he's like, hey, slow down. This little snowboarder comes cruising by uh-huh. and all of a sudden she screams and looks behind him and boom, shark comes out of the ground, nails the son of a bitch. <laughs> he's gone. She screams at the top of her lungs boom. and he's like, get out of here. And then it cuts to her face and she is stone faced just yeah. standing there. Yeah. No fear, nope. no reaction. So it's like there was only one screen, only one uh, scream in the script. And that's all she had. And she, and she had no idea what to do after the one scream. She's like, no idea. What she's, just wait, she's waiting for a direction. What do I do next? Okay. <laughs> that's exactly what it looked like. Three, I screamed, minutes. now what? And she's standing there looking around, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, that was it. So I believe reaction to death was not in the budget whatsoever. <laughs> I, think, I think I alluded to that earlier, but obviously no one in this movie reacts any way normal when somebody is killed nope not at all then we cut back to the lab yet again and then you see up on the mountain an avalanche a very poorly edited cgi piece of shit avalanche oh it's it's, it's badly rendered it looks like complete it, dark garbage it's horrible. 
Then you just, uh, you hear a bunch of mindless garble. People are talking. The guys are talking a lot. And you see him talking, telling the, the mayor, hey, man, what's going on up here? You told me, you know, when you sold me this place, you know, I was going to do good and all this crap. And what's going on? I got five people missing up to this time. Up to now, it's it's about 12 people by yeah, now. So but they, he, they he he's unaware. Yeah. But anyway, it, they go back up the mountain. You see another CGI piece of crap avalanche in the exact same area. And then they finally pan to a mountain to where it looks like almost an actual avalanche comes down. And it's about five or 600 yards off coming down the mountain way, way, way. Up high. And then all of a sudden, like the scene from Monty Python when Sir Lancelot is charging the castle. Ha ha! Bam! And he's right on it. All of a sudden, the avalanche hits the building. Boom! He goes flying. Snow everywhere. People are knocked over. And then it pans over to Marine Boy and Brat Girl. And they're like barely covered with snow, but yet they were just completely blasted. Uh, so it was real stupid, real, real stupid, very poor. And then all the sharks just start killing. And this is like my favorite part. At least people start dying constantly. Yeah. It's starting to ramp up. The uh, climax of the movie is about happening. You know, it's mm-hmm. starting to do this. Fat Bruce Jenner is running around with a shotgun. Yeah. And he's shooting at the sharks. I'm over here. Come get me. Talking all this shit. And uh, so, what does the shark do, Chris? Grabs his ass. He goes and gets him, shreds him up, yep. leaves him on the ground, looking like Jack Goodman from fucking uh, American Werewolf. I mean, he's all jacked up. I've been half-eaten by a shark. I've been dragged across the snow. I've been slammed into a truck. Are you crazy? No, Dale, I'm not crazy. I'm a Marine. And then the Marine boy and the other morons, uh, two or three of them. Yeah. I don't even know their names, folks. Just call them morons. Yeah. Just the moron brigade comes charging out there, and they leave him in the snow because they realize that the sharks are circling him, waiting for somebody to try to grab him so they can get them. They're using Uh him as bait, whatever. They ignore him, try to tie a rope around him and drag him. They run and jump in his truck. They're trying to uh, evade these damn sharks. Yep. We get an homage to Jaws, of course, uh, yes. one scene, because one of the sharks jumps up on the end of the truck, kind of uh-huh. like at the end of the other movie, and same kind of thing. They're pulling back. You're going to need a bigger truck. You know, whatever. As you can tell, I'm rushing to get through this. <laughs> this is... This is <laughs> it comes to a pinnacle when finally... Our sweet little innocent Japanese girl who's up on the mountain by herself skiing the extreme side of the mountain finds all these mysterious looking idols, which were knocked over at the beginning of the movie, and just decides to be a good Samaritan and straighten them all, which she proceeds to do. And all the sharks, one by one, start vanishing. Hey, the village is saved, but not before fat Bruce Jenner buys it. Yes. Thank God. Thank goodness. Oh, my God. One last good death. Yes. Fat Bruce Jenner eats it. He's gone. He gets eaten. He doesn't eat it. He gets eaten. He gets eaten. He, gets eaten. he doesn't eat it. He gets eaten. Gets eaten. Okay. Gotcha. That's it. Done. Then you see Then you see one little idol fall over at the very end. The little. You see the energy leak out again, and one shark jumps to the screen. End of movie. Credits roll. It's over. Thank God. You are so sorry you wasted an hour and 20 minutes of your life. But it is worth one watch. But this one, I'm going to break it down real quick. I'm just going to go ahead and give my review of this movie. Go for it. Acting, five turds all the way. It absolutely sucked. Story, five turds. Absolutely sucked. Effects, non-existent. 
I wish I could give it more turds. Five right, turds. Right. Script, I gave it 12 turds. 12 turds? Damn, that's off the I charts. Know. I know, because this movie was a colossal, ugh, colossal Turd. bag of Turd. shit. Turd. Colossal turd. Okay, so my rating without question is a slam dunk five platinum plated turds with a bunch of pebble kickers thrown in. I did not like this movie at all. It didn't have any appealing qualities. I thought it would be fun, uh, but this is definitely a movie. Uh, like I said, five. This is something you're going to want to watch once and then go dive off a balcony somewhere head first. <laughs> you know, just, God damn. It's, it's horrible. Chris, what did you oh, think, bud? Yeah, this there's there's no there are no redeeming qualities to this movie. I mean, you think of a movie like Avalanche Sharks would be, you know, Sharknado with snow, but it's it's not there. The script is dumb. The acting is it's the acting's not even so bad that it's funny. It's just so bad, and the editing is absolute garbage and gave me a headache and a little bit of motion sickness. The cinematography is okay because the mountain looks pretty except for when they do the fake uh, cgi snow bullshit otherwise it looks really nice um there's there's nothing at all worth even playing a drinking game over with this movie but uh you need to watch it once just to see for yourself how actually bad it is but it is definitely a five turds yeah it's, it's it's definitely a five turds for sure uh yeah so five turds yipe yeah it's it's bad y'all but watch it once uh see how bad it is uh but uh yeah it's it's five for sure okay folks well i i've got to go sleep this one off so i'm basically going to say that basically (laughs) (laughs) basically basically yes all right so where can they find us james they can find us on facebook uh which we now have almost 600 followers we appreciate that we are also on Twitter, and we just broke over 800. We're about 832 on Twitter t- as of tonight. Uh, we're at 1,014 followers. Thank you very much. On Instagram, and we are also, you can listen to the podcast on castnet. Castbox. Castbox. You always say castnet. Castbox.fm. Uh, we are also on Stitcher now. Just go to Stitcher and search for What the Suck. We will come up with the only ones that will come up. Uh, with that thankfully and you can also listen to us on spotify we are no longer on itunes because there's just too many problems with that format and since they've done away with itunes anyway and now you have to get the individual uh, podcast app and it's just a bunch of bullshit so fuck itunes uh but spotify (laughs) stitcher and Castbox are gonna be the best ways to find us uh to listen to us and as always it has been a pleasure entertaining you this evening we thank you for following us uh please uh subscribe leave us comments uh please i mean i know we're just getting started uh if there's stuff we can do better uh if you like what you hear let us know about it we there's stuff we can do better keep that shit to yourself all right i don't want to hear your shit just tell us that you like us and then tell us what movie you want us to watch next how about that just step off out my grill man uh, uh but that's it guys uh thanks again we will see you guys next week until then um watch out for the snow sharks yep this is james it's chris you guys have a great night adios Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. My dad used to say that. Sure, yeah, it's from Geico. Yeah, whenever I would ask my dad for life advice, he'd sit me down and say, "Son, fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." 
And look at me now, a well-adjusted adult with a drawer full of plastic bags I'll never use. <laughs> okay, I'm confused. Was your dad a licensed Geico agent? Nah, he was just a real good dad. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.